This message was recorded at World Changes Church Gold Coast. It is our hope and mission that you further your understanding of grace and are empowered for change. I'm very excited about this topic, the test of ministry preparation, because we believe that when you are um, called into ministry, whatever office it may be, um, that there is times that you are prepared for that. Um, So what I want to focus on tonight, I don't want to focus so much on the word tests, but I want to focus more on ministry preparation, these words right here. It's easy for our carnal mind to to listen to something and be like, oh, that's it, that's what I'm going through. That's not what we want to do tonight. Tonight we want to gain understanding of how um, things will come to prepare us for ministry. And, um, you know, Kyle and I, we were called into ministry together um, 15 years ago. Eli was a baby. Actually, he was just born a couple days, I believe it was. And um, Kyle had received the call when Alex was born, so that was 16 years ago. And um, came back on fire, and I said, no, that's not me. And then about a year, year and a half later, we get prophesied over that we had a great ministry and call together. And at that time, I was not, I didn't want anything to do with speaking. I didn't want anything to do with ministry. I said, I'm not a pastor's wife. That's just not me, and I'm not like them. So, And that was my stance for several years. But (laughs) over time, um, and as people that came and they would speak things into mine and Kyle's life, and it would confirm the words that were spoken prior to. And God just changed, well, the Holy Spirit changed the desire of my heart. And he also prepared not only Kyle, but he prepared me as well for ministry. So again, I want to say, you know, I want the Holy Spirit to speak to you guys as as I'm teaching this tonight. And again, we don't want to focus on the test aspect, but, but ministry preparation. Because when we're called into ministry, we're not automatically put on a stage, or we're not automatically sent to that mission field, or we're not automatically out there evangelizing to people, or we're not automatically prophesying to people, you know? There's times that we are being prepared. The Bible even talks about that we are to exercise our spiritual giftings. Um, I exercised my spiritual giftings on the street, which was so amazing. I had some misses, <laughs> but then I had some It was like, oh, yeah, that, that's it. You know, God just, he so spoke, and I began to learn the difference between my voice, my care, my compassion, and his voice, and there, there is a difference. So, um So if you truly desire to serve the Lord, and I believe everyone here tonight has a desire to serve the Lord, and, you know, um, in whatever capacity, he, this, this teaching is for you. 
And I want it to be a comfort. I don't want it to be something that you walk away with a heaviness of, I have to go through all these things to be in ministry. That's not what I'm saying. I want this to be comfort and understanding. Um, to me, it was reassuring when I was introduced to this teaching to be able to understand some of the tests that I had already been through and some of the tests potentially that I was going to go through to be prepared for ministry. Um, really, you know, we say, Kyle and I say, we're in our destiny moment, so to speak that everything else before we came to Australia was really preparation. We had great moments, but we had some moments that it was the fire. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but what I want you to understand that these tests are not, you know, to make you miserable. It's not to, you know, see what you can do. It's these tests are to build you, to grow you. It's never, ever to tear you down. This preparation is never to tear you down. It's never to defeat you. It's never to, you know, the Bible says that no matter what we go through, it will never, ever overtake us. He's not going to give us more than what we can bear. Even in those moments, we may think, Lord, this is hot, this is heavy, this is pressure. I'm about to pop, and the next person that says something, I'm just going to pop all over them, you know. But God's purpose in this preparation is not for you just to pop, okay? <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> been there, yeah. But it's, it's always to build you up, to grow you, Amen. So we can take comfort um, that many, many people and great servants of God that, that we'll talk about as we're going through this study of the things that they went through in the Word, from Abraham to Joshua to a lot of the great men in the Bible of what they went through before their destiny moment, before their plans and purposes on this earth came about. And I believe that um, by reading, you know, about our, um, the great servants in the Bible that it talks about, we can learn from it. And when we have our Christian brothers and leaders that we can go to for mentorship, that they are um, examples, and hopefully they'll be transparent with you to tell you, hey, there were some things that, that we went through too, you know. And um, so, God has, we all understand that God has a very special and unique preparation for each of his leaders. Um, I believe that, you know, you can't say that, oh, well, Pastor Kyle went through this, and I'm called to do what he's doing, so I'm going to have to go through all that as well. I'm not, not saying that. God knows what you need, depending on your heart, depending on just who you are and able to prepare you. So, um, so the testing of that preparation is the final step, and it often comes in the middle of the most active ministry. So you may be asking, why do I have to be tested and why do I have to be prepared for ministry? Doesn't God know if you're 
ready to minister. So God knows. He knows because it's his plans that we are fulfilling here on this earth. It's his purpose that he, we are fulfilling as well. So of course God knows, but you need to know, you need to know your purpose as well. I remember years ago that, that um, I had a man, he was asking me, you know, well, well, what is your purpose? Where do you want to serve in church? And I was like, I don't know, you know. I would hear all these things being announced, and I would think, oh, that would be great. Oh, well, that would be great. But I never made a move on anything because I did not know my purpose, you know. Until the moment that I was like, okay, I need to know my purpose for me not for anyone else. What is my purpose here on this earth? And um, by seeking God, by seeking his face, and having some trial and error moments, I got into my groove of what I'm really passionate about. I, I said it when I was a little girl, and I still say it today. I just want to help people. One heart at a time, you know, one person at a time. It doesn't have to be a big crowd. I just want to help people no matter where they are to be the best that God would have them to be on this earth so do we have to go through testing well maybe maybe you won't possibly not but God knows what each and every one of us need but you need to know your purpose on this earth so the very act of testing it's in itself is the final preparation and can drive you into a deeper relationship with God as nothing else can. So we know that when tests and trials come, you know, you may uh, recall of a time that um, was just so intense you didn't know. Chris last night shared, a, a, you know, about a time in his life when he had nothing that he could see in the natural, and I'm not going to share your business, brother, but nothing in the natural that he could see, but he fully relied on God. He believed God, and he got to see God move on behalf in his life. So when the testing and the trials of our faith come, what does it do? It produces in our life. It strengthens us. It establishes us. It grows us, and it shows us that, hey, God's got this, and he's faithful. <laughs> I can trust him. There's no other way to live. You know, I, I had an epiphany just recently. I was like, I don't want to live any other way. The only way I want to live is just to trust him. That's it. So he uses test. Um, he uses the test for all of his people. Anyone who desires to serve God will grow through these tests. Let's go to 1 Timothy 3 and 10. We're going to be flipping in the word as well. 1 Timothy 3 and 10. First Timothy 3 and 10 says in 11, And let them also be tried and investigated and proved first. Then if they turn out to be above reproach, let them serve 
11 goes on to say, The women likewise must be worthy of respect and serious, not gossipers, but temperate and self-controlled, thoroughly trustworthy in all things. So in the word here, it says, let them also be tried and let them also be investigated to ensure that, that they can serve. And the women worthy of respect, that they're trustworthy, that they're not gossipers here. Why? Why would God say, let, let, let them be tried, let them be proved, let them be investigated? Why? To ensure that in him they live, in him they move, in him they have their very being. That they give glory to God, that they trust God for everything. And I love this part here that it says trustworthy in all things. I also want to flip to um, Luke 16, 10, and 11. Ten and eleven. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. I love this part as well because as you are growing in ministry, as you are being prepared in ministry, one thing that I know for sure is God, God says this, can I trust you with my people? Can I trust you with my people? Are you faithful in those small things so that he can give us greater things? And it goes on to say, And he who is dishonest and unjust in a very little thing is dishonest and unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the case of unrighteous mammon, deceitful riches, um, money, possessions, who will entrust you to the truest riches? So here it's saying that, you know, I also believe that when it comes to ministry preparation and the test is, are you faithful? Are you faithful in those small things, which may be a big thing, but it leads to greater things? I can share this story with you because I have permission to do so. Just want to put that disclaimer out there and... Um, um, it's been years, 2011, I believe it was, um, in the realm of trustworthy. Kyle was working with a guy um, at the company that he worked for, and we had seen on the news media of a lady that she actually had her baby in a toilet and left. And so Kyle came home and he said, Honey, I've got a question for you. I need you to sit down. And I sat down and he said, um, I need to know if you can handle this situation. I have been asked for us to minister to the girl that we've seen on the mother of the baby that we've seen on TV. And Kyle asked me, he said, can you handle it? And, you know, I looked at Kyle and I was like, not in my own strength. I said, I'm, I'm going to have to pray. So I went and I prayed. And all I could think about is, wow, God, you must really trust me a lot to bring this life to me that everybody is bashing for me to love and your unconditional love. 
And it was amazing because she came, everyone, I mean, just bash, like job, no job, you know, the police and court and, and everything. And so we took her, Kyle and I, and we told her about Jesus and about his love and his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness. And, and she received him. And um, the favor, like, you know, God, God is a gracious God. And what he did in her life is just amazing. She messaged me not too long ago, and, um, you know, she's doing good. But in those moments is the moments that I couldn't tell anybody. <laughs> I had to be trustworthy and not be a gossiper about someone else's business. I had to be faithful with something that was huge at that moment to me. I had to be faithful in that what God at the time was saying, a small thing. And um, it's amazing the things that we can do through him. But it takes us going through some things and being prepared to realize that it is through him that we can do all things. So let them first be proven, tried, and investigated. So the word it teaches that God tests and he tries every ministry which he uses in his kingdom. When we say that God tests a ministry, I want to clarify this what, this, what this means. Number one, he uses at any means which he himself knows will determine the presence, quality, or genuine, genuineness of his call on someone else's life. Yep. When he tests a ministry, he uses any means which he himself knows will determine the presence, quality, or genuineness of his call on someone's life. That it's his call on someone's life. Number two, he also tests a ministry. What it means is, assesses and examines the true inner attitudes and motives of those whom he calls to show whether they are pure or not. I will. He assesses, the test will assess and examine the true inner attitudes and motives of those whom he calls to show whether they appear or not. Yes, Kyle. Pastor Kyle, sorry. <laughs> yes, honey. Yes, dear. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It does apply in a sense, but it, it also means that you will go through some discouraging yeah. things. 
Right. Yeah, and to develop your trust in him, for him to be your source, for you to have full reliance on him in ministry and when it comes to the lives of people. Yes. He just keeps testing. You're, you're going to have the same thing come. And, I, and we've seen it in people's lives. It's the same thing that comes. We went through it. And I, I'm not afraid to say, can I say? You know, it was submission. For us, it was, it was to um, the submission to our appointed leaders, whether we agreed or disagreed. You know, that, that thing just kept coming around, you know, it was just like, you know. But the moment, the moment, and boy, it was some hard things, let me tell you, like, I can't even go into all that, but it was some hard stuff, I'm telling you what. And the moment, literally the moment that Kyle and I were like, you know what, we're going to pray, we're going to pray. It's going to be yes, all right, this is my opinion, but okay, whatever you say. And not just lip service, it was in our heart. We had changed our heart. But it came through some preparation, let me tell you. Let me tell you, was it preparation? And it was hard. We wrestled with ourselves. But, but the moment that we finally got it, promotion into our destiny. It was months later. Not years, months. Boom. Yeah. All right. So the third thing, uh, what we mean by that God tests a ministry, we mean that God puts those he calls into difficult situations which will refine them spiritually. He will put those that he calls into difficult situations which he will refine them spiritually. The Latin word for test is T-E-S-T-U, testu, possibly, which means to be put inside an earthen pot with a lid on top. To be put inside of an earthen pot with a lid on top. That means pressure to me. The third one is, um, we mean that God puts those he calls into difficult situations which will refine them spiritually. He puts those he calls into difficult situations which will refine them spiritually. Um, the Latin word for test is T-E-S-T-U, which means to be put inside of an earthen pot with a lid on top. Amy. Oh, yes, I can. 
So a difficult situation, I'll give mine and Kyle um, an example here. Um, 2000 and the car wreck. Six. Eighteen. No, wait. We're, no. 2006, somewhere around in there. Seven. Yes, before World Changers. Um, about a year and a half. Two, no, five years before. Sorry. Yeah. So um, Kyle was driving and um, he turned at a red light and um, a motorcycle had, well, he was, his light was green. A motorcycle had came and actually ran the red light. And so when he pulled out um, the motorcycle, the guy in the motorcycle, he flipped and the, the state that we lived in, it, you didn't have to wear helmets and he had no helmet. Um, Kyle rushed to the guy's side and just, he, all he knew was just to lay hands, pray, do you know Jesus? Um, do you want to receive him? The guy mumbled what we believe is yes and um, was hospitalized. The parents actually phoned us. Um, we gave our information to everyone there. I think the guy's pastor was there or something, or the parents' pastor. And um, the parents called. Everything was good. We're praying for you. You know, just let us know if you need anything. Three days later, the guy um, goes home to be with the Lord. And um, it was difficult in itself, number one, you know, to go through that. Um, number two, um, you know, there was an investigation. It was a, really a minor accident, but a um, major thing happened. And they investigated it, came and said that, caught, you know, they investigated it. They said, you're not at fault. The red light had witnesses, everything. So a year later, okay, like that was hard enough to deal with, you know. We're leaving for a revival, literally packing, and um, doorbell rings, and there's an officer at our doorstep. And here I am, like guard, you know. I was in that preparation season of, you know, guarding my husband out of a voice and um, wanted to speak to him. He wasn't home, and Kyle ended up coming home, but they opened up the case to reinvestigate it. Two weeks later, they came back, and they said, um, Kyle you are at fault and so not only that there was a lawsuit so with that you know talk about pressure talk about fully relying in trusting God here I am on the edge of my seat you know when when the cop came and I said why this why that they discredited the guy with Kyle because he asked for money they just they couldn't find the guy the other witness Two witnesses showed up that were also business owners in the community. And, um, um, yeah, so I asked the officer, I said, why, why a reinvestigation is the first one not good enough that the officer did in, in the investigation? And he said he had actually just gotten out of training. We have what we call state troopers. He had just got out of training and had made some errors what they called. And so here I am about to roar, and Kyle says, no. He says, no. We, we knew a lot of people in government and things and such that we could have 
done a lot and countersued, sued the state, done a lot of things, but God said no. Yeah. Yeah. So we, and we also heard what you sow, you will reap as well. So we just, God, you fought our battles. The officer ended up saying, um, if anything happens other than a violation, I will personally appear in court on your behalf. Kyle ministered to him, it was, but during that time, like, it was, it was hard, it was refining process, like, you know, it was a full reliance on God. Um, We were so weak that God was so strong in us. And, and through that, you say, wow, that's horrible and everything. Well, yeah, we screamed. Yeah, we cried. Yeah, we, we wanted to do this and we wanted to do that. And we didn't understand and it was hard and it was bad. And, but you know what? At the end of the day, God had us and no bad, no bad came towards us. You know, yeah, there was a lawsuit, but that insurance paid out there was nothing that they could get from us you know we were given a home it wasn't in our name yet and you know a lot of different things God had us you know but the pressure that we went through produced so much in us it prepared us for the pressures of ministry to come it prepared us when we was on the airplane to come to Australia and like don't even know if there's going to be a church there, but we trust God. We know he says go, and we're trusting in him. Let's go. You know, um, the strength that it produced in, in us, the endurance, the, um, yeah. Did you have a question?
All right, so, and again, I don't want you guys to think I'm called to be a pastor. I have to go through these things. I'm not saying that. Like, God does not give you anything that you cannot bear. God does not tear us down. He builds us up. And I can say, like, like some of the sweetest moments during that time that both Kyle and I had with the Holy Spirit just hearing his voice, like him speaking to Kyle and saying, you know, um, peace. The family needs peace, peace. And so he resounded that to the officer when I wanted to just, you know, <laughs> fight back. And Kyle's like, no, I've, you know, whatever would bring peace to the family and our family, it's fine. Everything's going to be okay. God's got us and God's got them. They lost their son, you know. And, um, yeah, it was hard, but I can say, and I didn't know it then, but as time uh, left from that moment, I could sense the strength in us, the endurance, the trust that we had grown to trust God even more. Our faith had grown. Yeah. So I want to give you some um, biblical examples of specific tests. So as we go through this, you know, the Bible is full of, of different examples from different leaders of God testing and preparing people for what was prophesied over their life. Um, so Hebrews 12 and 29, you know, some may say, you know, God appears to be a testing God, but Hebrews 12 and 29, it states, for our God is a consuming fire. So as a consuming and testing fire, God tries the attitudes, he tries the motives. He, God tries the attitudes and he tries the motives of each of the people that he uses. And again, this is not to expose any weakness, but to cause his people to turn to the Lord for help. Um, not to expose weakness, but to cause them to turn to the Lord for help. You know, and many examples of, you know, Pastor Kyle and I just in the lives of people. You know, um, we have to turn to the Lord on behalf of people's lives, you know. It's not something that we think or, oh, this. It, you know, we trust in Him for the lives of his people, not our people, his people, his people. <laughs> um, yep. Attitudes of his people that he uses. And it's not to expose weakness, but to cause him to turn to the Lord for help. God proves his vessels of leadership already knowing their inner weaknesses that these might be healed. And I love that because God already knows. God already knows what our weaknesses is, so then therefore he knows what testing we need, what purifying we need, what trying we need. You know? He knows. He knows where we need to be strengthened. Yeah, so this is not simply to expose weaknesses, 
but to cause them to turn to the Lord for help. Yep. God proves his vessels of leadership already knowing their inner weaknesses so that those weaknesses might be healed or turned into strength. You know, one example as you guys are writing, writing that is just simply loving people unconditionally. You know, you think about being the hands and feet of Jesus and you know, our weaknesses or frustrations just in our own selves and how even even the trying and the testings can bring such a compassion for people. It brings such a attitude of thankfulness to God when he speaks um, on behalf of someone. It, um, full reliance on him. But God will also test and try a leader to purify him. God will use and will test and try leaders to get them to a place that their motive for ministry is the glory of God and the salvation of souls. To bring people into his kingdom. Not their kingdom. His kingdom. <laughs> Glory of God. Salvation of souls. And through trials and tough circumstances, God removes impure attitudes of bitterness. Through trials and tough circumstances, God will remove impure attitudes, bitterness, selfishness, self-righteousness, covetousness, greed from a leader's heart, and he will replace it with motives of love. You know, there's a scripture that says, you know, that he will give us, um, he'll take our hardened heart and he'll give us a heart of flesh, a soft heart. He'll give us a soft heart that's compassionate and that has a love for his people. Producing faithful men and women of God is a primary purpose of God's testing. Men and women who can keep believing and trusting in the living God during problems and difficulties will develop true faithfulness to God and to his word. So as a minister... The greatest thing that you can ever do is, number one, believe. Number two, read his word. Fill up on his word. <laughs> um, I've come to understand also that, you know, I've, I have to be filled for me in the word. And then I have to have an overflow as well that I'm pouring out from my overflow. I don't want to pour out from what fills me. I want to stay full. I want to be full. <laughs> I want to pour out from my overflow, you know? So it's, um, it's amazing. His word, his word is living. Isn't it amazing how you can just be in the word and spend time with him and you just feel so alive, you know? And then when you may go, like, have so much to do, and you may not read the word for a day, you're kind of feeling just kind of like, oh, 
you get in the Word, and it's like an energizer charge. It's so good. Did you have something, honey? <laughs> Yes, that as well. Yeah, and another purpose in God's testing of his leaders is actually to sort out who is called and who is not called. Who is called and who is not, not truly called by him. Only those anointed and called of God can sustain the pressures of filling a governmental ministry. I could not imagine self-appointing myself and being a pastor in another country <laughs> dealing with the lives of people. I could not even imagine that. Could not imagine that. But there are people that, that they self-appoint for these governmental offices. And, um, you know, God's grace is sufficient. It really is. But I couldn't imagine doing this without the calling of God on my life. Because the pressures, yeah, the pressures are real. <laughs> Those of you that have offices, the pressures, the pressures are real. It is real. Um, I've, I've said to Kyle so many times, even recently, you know, people that are called to be a pastor, they need to spend some time a day in the life of a pastor. You know, I see my husband, he's packing the van, you know, going and picking up the van, packing the van for church service Sunday morning, waking up at five, you know, to study the word and pray and read and get filled up and then go and set up and run cords and make sure this person's in place and who's doing that and who's doing this and, you know, on top of everything else that he's doing as well. That's some pressure. Well, for him, it's, you know effortless because you know that's just what he does he couldn't do without Wes right and yeah Wes as well you know Wes is there too but you know that's the difference between you know the chosen and the chosen they they show up the call they just do it yeah so um Sometimes God will put his leaders in desperate situations. Those who do not feel a true call of the Spirit upon their lives drop out of the preparation process. Those who do not feel a true call of the Spirit of God upon their lives, they drop out of the preparation process. I'll give an example. God, God doesn't put us in this situation. God mm -mm. has a plan. Mm -hmm. yeah. The motive. The and the attitude. And the knowing. Yeah. I'll give you an example of this. Um, amazing opportunity. Pastor Dollar, he opened up at the New York church and he did a call for pastors. Anyone called, anointed, appointed, believe they have a calling to be a pastor. Um, I'm opening up a pastoral class. And I'm going to teach you 30 years of wisdom. Can you imagine that opportunity? So here we go, Kyle and I, of course, you know, we go. 
And um, it was 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and here we go. The room is full, packed with people. Little did people know that, that it went for, what, 52 weeks or something? It lasted like a year. Those of you who had went through some of the recordings, we've got halfway through it. We've not forgotten about it either. Those of you that have were faithful to that, we've not forgotten. Um, about 52 weeks of it, as weeks went on, drop, 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 drop. Down to the end, I think there were seven, maybe? And the room was packed full. But the wisdom, the teaching, it got to where um, Kyle was presiding. We were presiding on stage, and we were um, doing advisement sessions. We were taught how to do weddings. I married Kyle like, well, I think I married somebody else, too, in our <laughs> training. <laughs> in our training. But, yeah, we were trained everything, funerals, everything. It was amazing. But Kyle and I, at the time, we had no car. So we had to wake up. We had to take a walk to the bus. We had to take the bus to the train, the train to a, another train. Yeah. Sometimes it was in snow. Sometimes it was in snow too. So it was um it was real. <laughs> yeah, it it was real, but um but yeah, through that process of preparation, you know, people dropped out of that preparation process. Um and this is sometimes the best thing for them to do, and it's also sometimes the best thing for the church as well. You know, I'd rather people drop out during the preparation process than when the real gets to the real, you know, when it's go time. So God's people can follow only those shepherds who have been divinely appointed to their tasks. God's people can follow only those shepherds who have been divinely appointed to their task. God also tests his leaders to equip them with a spiritual understanding that they need to help his people. God also tests his leaders to equip them with a spiritual understanding that they need to help his people. And that, that can vary based on what office or what calling you have or what giftings you have. You know, God knows. He knows what you need. He knows what adjustments. He knows what things come to test and try and purify. You know, sometimes I think when I think back about our preparation, I'm like, ooh, we must have been really jacked up, God, all the things you put us through, you know. <laughs> we must have had some, like, you know, <laughs> Some things going on in our heart there, you know. <laughs> no, it's to prepare us for things to come. <laughs> it's not about us. Keep going. A little funny there. So, um, all Christians experience a variety of tests and trials. And, and we all do. You know, you can't be in, in a world like we are in and not experience difficulties. But... It's amazing that we have God and we can rely on Him and learn to rely on Him and exercise our gifts and grow. 
So only the leader who has successfully overcome them can help the people as God would have them help the people. So we are going to go through, I don't know how much time I have, but we are going to go through different types of tests and um, uh, that, that do can, or can occur throughout a leader's life, and we're going to emphasize on their role in preparation. And we'll also study the different tests of ministry in a, in a special uh, preparation period. But I want, I want to kind of lay this out here. You know, we all have come to um, salvation. What? Oh, you can't? You can't read red? Black it is. So we all go, you know, we've, we've received um, salvation. So at salvation, this is a seed seed of ministry. The seed of a ministry, or the seed of ministry. And then, you know, I believe we all have a purpose here on this earth to fulfill his will and his plans. Then there's the call. You know, we get into a period of, of the call, or we may say, you know, the birth The birth of a ministry or minister. So then there's, you know, the call. I remember the time that Kyle came and he said, Honey, I, um, I um, believe I'm called to evangelize and one day I'm going to pastor. I remember I came to Kyle and I said, you know, I believe that I'm just going to help people and to teach them and to go out on the streets and see people get saved and healed and delivered. Then, after the call, there's the preparation. And this is what we are talking about right now, the, the preparation of ministry. These are tests. Of ministry. And then finally, we have what we call the maturity. We have put away what some would say childish things. We no longer throw tantrums, you know, when things aren't going our way. We we no longer why God, why God, when, well, you know, preparation is a lot of why God, why God, when God, when God, <laughs> you know, but at this, <coughs> this is the fulfillment of a ministry or destiny. I know this is, this is so much in, in here, but, you know, we think of the time between salvation, the seed of the ministry, over here to the maturity and the fulfillment of ministry or the destiny. 
you know, and the journey process, you know, um, from the birth of a ministry or a minister, you know, all those prophetic words that come, you know, all those things that God speaks to us, the dreams, the visions, the um, trainings, the preparation, the testing. You know, for Kyle and I, I would say to get here, that was 15, 16 years? So, no, 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 back up. So it was before, yeah. So from here to there was, what, 15 years? Yeah, some it could be one year. You know, God knows what you need in order to get you to that point, depending on his purpose, his plan, his calling. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he changes our desires, you know. It may be that we start out and, and we're mesmerized by Joyce Meyer on a platform teaching, you know. We're mesmerized by it, but then our desire changes. And, you know, over time, our heart and desire and <clears throat> things change. And the next thing we know, we're on the street and we are evangelizing and feeding the homeless, you know. So yeah, a lot can change in from salvation, the call, preparation, maturity. You know, there's also kids. Kids I've seen that have been saved and then at the age of eight years old, they're ministering and laying on hands. And, you know, the Spirit of God can move as the Spirit of God moves. And there's no limit, but this is just, this teaching is just to say, you know, these are Ministry preparation. There is preparation before you are at that maturity and that fulfillment stage. But the preparation time is the time of God's ordained test of ministry. The preparation time is the time of God's ordained tests of ministry. And it's to uniquely prepare God's leaders for their various ministries. God puts them through, through many different tests. And so there's, there's actually um, 14, 15, 15 tests that um, I know we're running. Are we 8 or 8.30 tonight? Okay, one. All right. So there's 15 that over time we'll cover and we'll talk about. So keep your notes. And, and again, I hope the Holy Spirit gives you some revelation on this. But the scriptural tests of God's leaders have some overlap and similarity. So as we're talking about it and studying it and reading things in the Word, you'll see that some of the tests kind of overlap. They may have some similarities. But there's 15 to clarify the many deep valleys and experiences that every leader in the kingdom will face or must face. So, the first test that we want to look at, and I'm going to give you a general definition, purpose, and also a biblical illustration. So, the first is called the time test. T-I-M-E, the time test. 
the time test. So the definition of the time test <coughs> um, by all outwardly appearances, God does not seem to be fulfilling the word that he gave a leader in the, in the past. So in the time test, by everything that we see in the natural, it does not appear or seem that God is fulfilling what he has spoken, the word that he's given his leader in the past. So the time test, it tries a leader's patience, and it forces him or her to trust God to fulfill his call and ministry in his own time and way. Yep. Um, yep. So in the time test, by all outward appearances, by what we can see, it does not seem that God is fulfilling the word that he gave a leader in the past. The time test tries a, a leader's patience and it forces him to trust God to fulfill his call and his ministry in his own time and way. Sounds like Abraham. Well, <laughs> funny you should say that because <laughs> we are going to talk about Abraham. Yeah. So we are going to talk about Abraham. That is our biblical illustration, and we'll go through that. But I want to first give you the purpose, the purpose of the time test. This test of preparation, it gives the leader an opportunity to grow in faith. Because it, you don't see it in the natural. <laughs> It doesn't look like it. It doesn't feel like it. You know, nothing on the outward side looks or appears like what God has spoken, the word that has been spoken to you. So we walk by what? We walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> Every leader has a measure of trust and confidence in God. And it truly becomes God as our source. Not being codependent or dependent on anything other than God. We learn to go to God and His Word. And we realize that He is the only sure foundation. <laughs> He's the only thing that we want to build upon. And, and why? Why is it important to grow in faith? Why would it be important to grow in faith as you're being tested and prepared in the realm of time? Closer to the purpose, yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and also because each must lead people to believe in God for every detail of their life. So not only for us, but we also have to lead people that we are ministering to to have faith in God as well, to believe God as, his, as the source, to realize, you know, for me, <laughs> one of my biggest things is I don't want people to look at me as their source. Uh-uh, nope. You better pray and know God, you know. That's me. <laughs> probably to the extreme, you know, probably to the extreme. But it's so true. I don't want anybody to build their foundation upon me because I know me. I'm going to fail. I've needed God. That's my foundation. <laughs> Why would I want anybody to build upon me as their source? No, don't want, mm -mm. don't want that pressure too. But God, we also have to lead others so that they can trust in and have confidence in God as well so that their faith can grow. And it's so hard, you know, just like a mother and as a pastor too, it's so hard with people not to just jump in and just try to fix it all for them, you know? When he says, just let them trust me, it's so hard. It's like, oh, 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 you know? <laughs> Kyle tells me all the time, you better pray. You better pray. Make sure it's God. You better make sure. <sighs> yeah. But it's so true. It's so true. So true. But we got to lead others to a place that they are growing in faith in God as well. The time test... Um, yeah. The time test also purifies a leader's motives and attitudes as well. During times of de delay, a leader can see how his own impure, selfish, or proud motives and attitudes can cloud his desires before the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The time test also purifies a leader's motives and attitudes. During times of delay, a leader can see how his own impure, selfish, or proud motives and attitudes... Uh-huh can cloud his desires before the Lord. God desires transparent motives and attitudes in each of his leaders. God desires transparent motives and attitudes in each of his leaders. Also in the time test, God proves himself to be a miracle-working, faithful God. 
miracle-working, faithful God. To everyone he has called to serve and to the service of his kingdom. He proves himself to be a miracle-working, faithful God to everyone he has called to the service of his kingdom. Many times a leader believes that his own activity and striving can fulfill God's mission for his church. (laughs) Many times a leader believes that his own activity and striving can fulfill God's vision for his church. Though God's leaders must cooperate with God's plan. A leader has to get his own motives, his own attitude, his own thoughts out of the way so that he can be fulfilling God's plan for God's people, for God's purpose here on this earth. And it's amazing how God always uses the weaknesses of men To give him all the glory. God uses the weaknesses of men to give him all the glory. And you can read if you take these notes to study 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31. It talks about the weaknesses when when we're weak, he's made strong. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31. During the time test when men's plans can only fail, God arranges a miracle to bring all of the glory to himself. Have you ever been to a, in a place that all of your plans failed? <laughs> and you came to a place that you just believed in God and you've seen him just perform a miracle. Man, that's a good place to be in. (laughs) Such a horrible place naturally, but a good place spiritually. And then you share with people that you encounter. Let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you how God showed up. It's not let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you how God moved. I thought there was nothing in sight, nowhere to go, and... But God, but God, and I give him the glory. And he can do it for your life too. That's such a good, a good thing to say, you know? I don't know about you, but it takes a pressure off of me. <laughs> Amen. So he demonstrates his faithfulness to his leaders. We get to experience during the time test just how faithful God is to his leaders. Our illustration, as Bill was saying, is Abraham. You know, the story of Abraham, it shows how the time test was at work. You know, here Abraham, he was 75 years old, and you can read this in Genesis 12 through 18 and and your studies, basically chapters 12 through chapter 18. 
And Abraham, you know, he was 75 years old. And here God called him out of Haran, Haran to travel to Canaan. And here God promised Abraham to possess all of Canaan from the Euphrates south. Being children or being childless, the patriarch had made his home born slave. Elaz, are these names? I don't even know. To be his heir. But God promised Abraham that he would have a child of his very own as an heir. And it says that in Genesis 15, 4. But Abraham did not wait through God's time. He did not go through the time test. So here he was at the age of 86. He had a son. We've all heard of Ishmael through the concubine Hagar. And not until Abraham, he was 100 years old, did, did God bring his promise to pass of Abraham's son Isaac. So 25 years Abraham had to wait before he received God's promise of a natural son for his heir. 25 years. But what did Abraham do? Here he goes trying to do it his way. And out comes an Ishmael. <laughs> we all say that today. Oop, don't want to make want to make sure it's not an Ishmael. We want the Isaacs in our life, you know? We don't want the repeats. We don't want the do-overs. We want to do it the way God says do it. But God is a gracious God, though. He's a good God. But many leaders today complain if they must wait five or seven years, even two months, <laughs> before seeing God's will fulfilled. With Abraham, they say, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee, Genesis 17 and 18. But instead, during the time test, they must submit to God's time with patient endurance, allow it to work faith in them to build their faith and also purity into their lives. Amen? All right, so again, as we go through these tests, we've got, you know, 14, 14 more that over time we'll go through. But, but it's not for you guys to leave here and say, oh, I gotta, I gotta go through so much in order to be. No, no. You know, God, this grace of God is this unearned, unmerited favor of God. But one area that I don't believe that there's any compromise is God's leaders giving glory to him. I don't think that there can be any room for, for compromise. I mean, yeah, we have God's grace and his unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor, um, but I even think about David and, and his shortcomings and how God used him. And he was a man after God's own heart, even in his hang-ups. But, but it was a heart thing. God's got to make sure that our heart and our motives and our intentions are good. Are we going to lead them to God? Or are we going to lead them to us? You know? Are we in it? for the souls and, and for people's lives being transformed and for them to lay aside every weight so that they can run their weight race so 
easily, you know, swiftly, lightly, effortlessly, you know. It's all about Jesus and, and this preparation time of the things that we go through. God knows what we need, you know. If your heart is it's pure, attitude's good, everything's good, then you may not face anything, you know. I'm not saying we have to go through things in order to get. I'm just saying God knows your heart. He knows your purpose. He knows your calling. He knows what you need in order to get there because we got to be faithful with his people. And there's nothing more precious than to have people come into your life and that you guys encounter even on a day-to-day basis that you're just ministering to them. You're showing them the unconditional love of God, no conditions attached. You're just loving them, being the hands and feet of Jesus. It's a beautiful thing, and um, God has a plan and purpose for all of us. World Changes Church Gold Coast can be found at Instagram at WCC Gold Coast and on Facebook at World Changes GC. Or you can email us, send to info at worldchangeschurch.com.au. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.